The previous installment of Jimmy Fiction saw our hero, I guess, Jimmy Dean Keen, recovering from a hangover, having admitted under the extreme influence of alcohol something kind of serious, having no memory of it, but having his friends, Caroline Aber Guidry and Professor Cole Bowden, react to him the same as they always did and continue to accept him, the person. So, this one takes place later that day, when Professor Bowden has left to prepare for his work day. Caroline and Jimmy are just hanging out. Jimmy's overall physical well-being has dramatically improved since he woke up in a state. So although he still can't even abide the thought of wearing trousers that don't have an elastic waistband, he's doing alright, kind of ambling around, in a pretty decent mood. They've left the main cane house and gone next door to Caroline's little cottage, entered in through her kitchen. I cannot believe that man is only 30. I know. It's fucking crazy to me, too. We, uh, celebrated his 30th birthday last summer, and, um, I had no idea. They're in her kitchen now. Jimmy glances to the doorway that leads to her living room and bedroom, sees her cat poking its little head around the corner. As Jimmy looks, the cat rubs its cheek on the corner of the wall disappears back into the room, but it's got its little tail up like a candy cane. He seems to recall that's good feline body language sign. You want I should make some coffee? Because I was thinking about some. Yeah, sure, that sounds awesome. Thank you. I'm never going to say no to a cup of coffee, pretty much. Okay, well, just so you know, though, she holds up a jar... It's just the instant stuff. Oh, (laughs) that doesn't bother me a bit. I've drank the coffee in prison before, remember? (laughs) Well, no, honestly, Jimmy, to be honest, I do forget that that you've been in there. It just don't come to mind, you know? What the coffee must be like in prison. You know, some of it was surprisingly not bad, but I'm just saying, I never would have thought. So now I don't really judge. Somebody can serve me a cup of fucking shit that I guess is expensive, and then somebody can make me something amazing that didn't cost them anything. I don't know. I don't care. That's not the type of shit I try to worry about anymore. Well, I think that's wise. She ignites the burner on her stovetop, put a kettle of water on to boil. The flip side, of course, is that sometimes something is expensive for a reason, because it's good quality, and you could buy a hundred of the cheaper things that aren't nearly as good and won't last near as long as one of the good ones. You're right about that, too. He leans against her kitchen counter, Given her a little playful smile. Yeah, I think I need to hear more financial tips from you. 
That'll be pretty well worth my while. What do you think? Okay. Let me think about that. She does. <laughs> she has her own little thinker phase. She kind of draws into herself, gets cerebral for a minute, looks very serious, although she doesn't put a hand to her face. Well, I pretty much only got one, and it's figure out what your means are and live within them. That's about it. <laughs> well, it seems obvious, but a lot of people kind of miss that lecture in class or whatever. Do they teach that in school? Um, I don't know. I don't think they taught that in my school. I was just uh, being figurative. Oh, okay. I was just making sure. But they should, though. Because, well, it's like a math problem, all right? You figure out how much money you make, and then you don't spend more than that. <laughs> Sometimes something happens and all that you weren't anticipating, so you might have to go over, and in that case, I guess you get a loan from the bank or a credit card or something. But you ought to try not to do that, you know? Yeah. Um. I got me a credit card recently. She looks at him, and he tries to interpret her expression. She's kind of, like, proud of herself, but also a little sheepish. It took me a long time, because I was just scared of shit to go into debt. But, you know, they like you to have a credit score and all that. So, every once in a while, I put something on the credit card. And then, right away, as soon as I can, I pay it off every month. So, I never owe anything to nobody if I can help it. The water has boiled. So, she puts two cups or mugs onto the counter Turns off the burner on the range, picks up the kettle, scoops out some coffee from the jar of instant coffee and starts making their drinks. And as Jimmy watches her, some things are becoming clearer to him about her and her behavior. Like how she never wants him to feel like he owes her and she's always trying to replace anything she feels like she took from him. But he still feels kind of out of his depth. So this is stuff I'm just figuring out. Imagine how much more I haven't figured out yet. Well, that's smart. I bet, for whatever it's worth, you got a good credit score. She glances up at him and she's beaming. Well, since you mention it, actually, it's excellent. According to the little paper they send out to you. Oh, is it? Yeah, I can see that too. <laughs> Thank you. Because I never thought, you know, in my 20s when I was still sorting myself out, figuring out how to be in the world that I've become the type of person got an excellent credit score and other people can even tell. 
This is clearly a matter of some pride to her, although he thinks she looks a little bit sad, too, and he can't begin to really imagine why. But he doesn't want to press her about it, make her feel interrogated, so she hands him his cup of instant coffee, and he just takes it. Thank you. I'm sure it's going to be great. Well, I made it a little extra strong. The three spoonfuls instead of two. So if you don't like it, then, well, we'll figure out a way. (laughs) All right. No, you're right. That's good. (laughs) Good. It's not too strong? No. Okay, because if you drink a little bit of it, then we could put some cool water in on the top. Make it a little less hot, too. Okay, well, if it comes to that, I guess it comes to that. In the meantime, I'm personally pretty satisfied, so... Okay, well, that's what I'm trying to do. She looks at him a little playfully, goes in for a sip of her coffee. He decides not to push that either. Instead, he itches his ear lightly. So, you think 30 is when you become pretty much a fully grown adult? Some people probably. Some people, they grow up sooner than that, and some people never grow up at all. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. That has been my experience as well. I, myself did what all the great people in history do. I celebrated my 30th birthday in prison. Oh, Jimmy. It was fine, though. I just didn't tell anybody about it. I... I... I was in the one in Missouri at the time, and I didn't really have friends there. So it's not like anybody was going to throw me a fucking party. But then, um, I, I I actually had one in Angola, and I had a couple buddies then, and, uh, the one guy, Mort, one of the nicest guys I ever met in or out of prison, figured out a way they got the kitchen to make me a little cake and everything. Pretty nice. And then when I got out, Big Jim wanted a do-over, so he threw me a 30th on the outside and it was uh, it was real sweet it was was nice but what I'm trying to say with all that is um, for me uh, yeah personally it was just uh, kind of a number a little arbitrary (sighs) Caroline looks sad for him I was real relieved on my 30th I don't know if I remember what I did but it was special to me so I'm sorry you didn't get to have that. I hope you get to have it, that same feeling, in some other way, instead. He smiles at her. No question in his mind that she means it. Hey, well, I mean, whatever the number attached to it is anyway, my life and what I'm doing with it, uh, yeah. Other people I know that I already turned 30 
they're on their second mortgage, they got four kids, and married for a decade, I don't even know. So, I can have a hard time relating. Even before we get to the part where I also did time in the state penitentiary. Well, I know that feeling. I've never even been to the penitentiary. (laughs) But I don't let it bother me because they ain't about my life, but I ain't about their lives either. I don't care about all that stuff, really. It would be nice if I had... She glances away from Jimmy for a hot second. Companionship of a certain type or, you know... We had a house together or whatever. I was real established at my job and you know that stuff that people tend to focus on. But at the same time, I know plenty of other people who are 30. They just live in their lives like you and me. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, their job ain't glamorous or nothing. Like, they're tending bar or they're working at the library or something and maybe they got families and they're raising kids or something but they're not really worrying that much about the grind and trying to impress other people and I think that's probably the way to go no offense she looks a little stricken like she couldn't decide whether or not to add that and then once she did she regretted it but Jimmy doesn't mind none taken in fact I needed the reminder. Caroline's face is brightened again. She's excited to tell him what she's about to say. Well, the good news is, this too can be yours, right? (laughs) I mean, who says you gotta worry about all that? You can pick what you wanna worry about. If you don't wanna worry about nothing at all, well, you can do that too. Jimmy contemplates that for a second. No, I I think I probably ought to worry about some things, because otherwise I could go down a certain road, a certain speed, and yeah. <laughs> but I get your point. I hear what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think people that don't worry about nothing, nothing. Yeah tend to be the people end up in prison exactly and all right yeah i guess it's just a matter of figuring out what i need to worry about and what i don't so he shrugs a little bit a work in progress well aren't we all all right yeah you want to sit down or something at the table or we can go in the other room okay you want to sit down right on the floor i don't give a shit (laughs) they sit down together at her table because it's convenient there's a window nearby it's cracked open a bit a little bit of spring air coming in jimmy can hear some birds outside it's nice caroline sits opposite him you know a lot of people think once a woman turns 30 she's not good for nothing but I feel like it's amazing. My 30's been the best decade of my life so far. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, apart from the obvious, mine are going pretty good, too, actually. 
she looks at him inquisitively like maybe she wants to hear about how his teens and 20s were worse but he's not trying to go into a full monologue storytelling hour so she doesn't press him any more than he's been pressing her instead she ends up volunteering a little bit more about herself which jimmy likes you know i actually feel like i'm getting to relive when i was a teenager but a lot better because well you know i'm not a teenager anymore that was not a lot of fun (laughs) yeah i heard it's real rough for teen girls and yeah i can kind of see that it wasn't real easy being a teen boy you got the extra pressure from being a girl. Yeah, yeah. So I hear. Yeah. It was kind of like being a little deer in the woods. And it's hunting season all the time. Yeah. I gotta admit. She looks a little hesitant to confess what she's about to confess but jimmy feels like at least she feels comfortable enough with him to take that chance i felt frightened a lot as a younger woman because well a lot of reasons you probably understand but now it's different because i just don't give a fuck (laughs) i don't care what other people say I'm not doing anything bad or nothing. So whatever they might think, they can't actually do anything to me. I mean, I suppose they could, but it would be some kind of extreme situation, you know? I'm just saying that, like, town gossip or whatever, it ain't gonna end my life. Don't ruin my day. So she shrugs, smiling again a little cocky Jimmy thinks is attractive that's just mind my business and if other people can't mind theirs then that's too damn bad and I know that I can pretty much take care of myself so I get to go out there and I don't have men saying weird shit to me when I'm walking by they mostly just leave me alone and that's how I like it Jimmy cannot imagine anybody leaving this woman alone. But, for a change, he also doesn't just blurt that out. He cocks his head to one side, studies her for a minute. They meet eyes, and she looks really vulnerable in a certain way that he doesn't always see in her. He recognizes that she just told him something about herself that to her was kind of serious and not something she tells everyone. So he has a vision of cuddling her against him. He pictures her leaning her head against his chest. He puts his hand on the back of her head, comforting her. It's maybe the most wholesome, obsessive thought he's ever had. He doesn't love having obsessive or intrusive thoughts, so for a minute he tries to resist it. But then, you know, this one's pretty clean, and it's pretty sweet. So he just lets it happen. 
He doesn't know how she would feel about it if she knew he was having it, but it makes him smile. Opposite, she's smiling back at him in real life. You good with your coffee? Yeah, this is great. I'm still working on it. It hasn't become too strong. Okay, good. If you excuse me for a second, I'm gonna... She makes a little gesture with her hand. Gotta use a bathroom. Yeah, of course. It's your house. You do what you need to do. I'm just gonna sit here. Okay. Alright, I'll be right back. She gets up, removes herself to the bathroom. Jimmy's left alone in the kitchen, and of course, his eyes are doing something. He's looking around at her. Little decor, her utensils, and her cookware. She's got a little framed drawing on the wall of an alligator done in a kind of naive style not super realistic but very very detailed at the same time jimmy thinks this thing looks pretty jolly and then he glances down at the tabletop where she has a little stack of notebooks the one on the top of the stack is open and he glances at it expecting to see an accounting ledger or something but it isn't. It's words. And as he leans over and looks at them, something about it makes him think they're song lyrics or something. So he reaches for the book itself. Pulls it over. Puts it down on the table in front of him. still doesn't know exactly what he's looking at, so he decides to turn it back a couple pages. And there's a fair amount of writing there. It doesn't strike him like a diary, so he keeps reading it. And there's one page that's written at the top, Ask me how I know. And He reads what is written below. He can hear it in her voice. It's not a great thing to suffer and flail helplessly in public. Trap an innocent bystanders into witnessing your pain. I just feel bad for all of them. This wasn't their fault. He decides maybe that was a little more intimate than he should have read. So, he flips back to the page that had been open to when he first looked at it. He's looking at that again now. And he's still looking at it when Caroline returns. Hey. Hey, so, what's this? Is this, like, the words to a Leonard Cohen song? (laughs) What? Because I don't know them all. I kind of only know a couple, like the famous ones. Wait, she looks over his shoulder so she can see what he was reading. Oh, no, that's not Leonard Cohen's song. She lightly touches his shoulder. Good-natured little tap. It's just some poetry. Your poetry? For the most part. Really? What it says on the page is... Angels, trembling, 
Strangers will always love you because you remind them of someone else. But they can always be deceived. You wrote that? Well, Patty helped. She points to the line that reads, Angels trembling. And Jimmy realizes the handwriting is subtly different. I'd skipped a line. I had like a margin there. And then when he read it, that's what he wrote in. Oh. So, this is a collaboration. All the best songwriters work together, right? It's like a team. (laughs) Well, I think there are some people that can write a real good one on their own. No help. But I'm not necessarily one of them. And, yes, actually... If it works out, yeah, this is going to be a song. Really? It's kind of one of my hobbies. I mean, you know about it a little bit. Yeah, I guess I just didn't, um... I didn't put a whole lot of thought into what the process must be like. He kind of can't believe what he's seeing. It had genuinely just never come together in his mind before. Are you going to write music to all of this and everything? Yeah, that's the thought. I'm going to see how it works out. All right. An idea is forming in Jimmy's mind. He doesn't really know what to do with it at that moment, but it seems pretty clear, pretty obvious, pretty straightforward. All right. You should keep me up to date about it, because I'm interested in seeing what happens with this. (sighs) Alright, well, if that's what you want, then I will do. 